Can you say cerveza? It's time for the beer podcast, Morty. Worst beer podcast ever. Steve and Adam. Ah, funny guys. Hop Nation USA, beer podcast leaders for over five years. Welcome back, everybody, to another fantastic episode of the Hop Nation USA podcast. This is 259 glorious episodes. I am Adam, your host, and we got us a good one lined up. And, of course, Steve is here, too, because he's the one that runs the show. Hello. He just lets me, you know, glom on once in a while. Well, hey, hey somebody's got to edit it and everything, but, you know, you're, you're, right. you, get, you get to you get to show up and show out and be, you know, the introductory guy. <laughs> That's right. I get the uh, I get the employee pricing on all the T-shirts, which is yeah. nice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> which is, I know, when all the sales are on at tpublic, tpublic.com. Uh, search word, Hop Nation USA, all one word. Hint, hint, hint. There, got that in early and often. Uh, but we are joined today with a fellow beer podcaster. Uh, this is a long time coming. Uh, this is Dave Zalatoris. He is from the Beer in Front podcast out of beautiful Chicago, Illinois. Dave, welcome to the Hop Nation USA podcast. Oh, gentlemen, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's it's nice to have somebody on the show again who knows the inner workings of a podcast and yes. shows shows up prepared, knows what's going on. This is easy street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be talking to Dave uh, throughout the episode. And, you know, as we mentioned, he's from Chicago. So I'm sure he'll be talking a little bit about Chicago beer. And to start that off, though, we're all going to talk about the beers that we're drinking. So, yes, we are. Dave, you're our guest. If you would like to go first, go on ahead. I'm going to crack open, uh, and I have not had this one yet. This is from Hop Butcher for the World, which is pretty big, newer brewery, last three or four years here, uh, big, hazy brewery, but all of the other stuff they make is top-notch as well. So this is the first one I'm having of this. This is called D's Dem and Doze. This is an IPA with Simcoe Belma. And uh, Motika hops, so I haven't had this one yet. Let's crack it open. Right on. Nice. Yeah, that uh, that that Motaku Motika that that one gets everybody. <laughs> 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 that's one of those new. That's one of those new New Zealand hops. Mm-hmm. So it's like everybody's still deciding how it's said. <laughs> <laughs> Motika. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the uh, what's the impression on the first sip? pretty good it's uh got a little boozy after kick it took me by surprise the first sip it almost had that west coast back of the tongue really super bitter Mm -hmm. but no it's good very pineapple like uh big aroma big flavor here but yeah almost like a west coast after bite to it which is good so it it Taking a look, uh, we are doing this over Zoom just for uh, the listeners. Uh, that's how we're able to get people from Chicago on the show. We didn't fly them in. We don't have that big of a budget. But uh, is it... Uh, I work for an airline. You should have just told me. I would have hopped on a plane today. <laughs> <laughs> I only live a few minutes from the airport. It would have been a quick All commute. Right. But uh, uh, on the look of it is, it, is it more hazy? Is it more clear like a West Coast? Uh, what's the look on it? It is... It looks more of a West Coast. It has a slight haze to it. Not as much as their other ones. So, yeah, I would say this is probably like a hybrid. 
okay. between the two where, yeah, it's a little hazy, but you still have that huge aroma hop taste to it, but with a nice West Coast, you know, bitterness at the end. So with the combination of a West Coast and a New England, it sounds like this is just a Midwest IPA. Yes, that's why they call it Dem D's and Doze for our <laughs> Chicago accents here. I mean, we say Doze as well. <laughs> we got the Doze. It all depends on how many rounds in you are. Yeah. yeah. No yins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Steve, what about you? What are you drinking on? Well, I have one from Pittsburgh, of course, and I am drinking the Musa, which is a Gorzyski style uh, brewed with Polish Sladek hops, and it's an oak smoke wheat malt. Uh, the malt's coming from CNC malt at a Butler. Yes. And it was brewed in cooperation with This Week in Rauchbier. Oh, no wonder you picked it up. Yeah, well, one, I picked it up because, you know, it's just a great beer, and I had it at Hop Farm, and then I saw there was a four-pack at John Niggle, and the four-pack was only 15 bucks, so. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Put it, it in the cart, yep. Yeah. 15 bucks, it's in the cart. Yeah, yeah. 15, 15 bucks for a Rauch beer, which, it's funny, because I was also looking at uh, the Schlen Curla, and they had the special edition Doppelbach, mm-hmm. and that was 15 bucks just for a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> i was like well okay that's different um but yeah uh 4.3 on the abv it's super light uh on the back end but there, you still get like a huge amount of that smoke and like bacony flavors up front so you can uh you can put down a number of these because like i said it's four three but it's yeah it's still really heavy on the flavor you're gonna blow your palate out probably but you know, I have I have things, sweetie boy treats for the second half to see if I can <laughs> cut through. <laughs> but Adam, so for me, uh, this again is another Pittsburgh beer. This is from Arboretum Trail, and this is their Leonidas Sweet Tooth. Uh, that is a Imperial Stout clocking in at nine point eight percent ABV. So I'm swinging for the fences early, yeah, because nice. why not? Uh, but this was a collaboration with uh, Pastries a la Carte, uh, and it is brewed with orange blossom honey, sweet orange peel, nutmeg, and Greek fenikia cookie? Fenikia? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's fenikia. Fenikia? We're going yeah. fenikia. Matt? I was, I don't know. My ancestry comes from the other end of Europe, so <laughs> where it's cold all the time. So I have no idea how to pronounce it. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's a good beer. I mean, you taste all all of the nine point eight percent on it. It's a mm. it's a big boozy stout, so you kind of have to know what you're getting into. But if you're into it, you're into it, and I'm into it. I like it. It's good beer. Right on. And Arboretum Trail, I, th- I think they're uh, they're open tap room now, so you can yes yes because uh, I believe uh, Adam Bashline has been serving there, yeah. uh, serving beers there at their new yeah. tap house. Yeah, Bashline's been there. I think uh Pittsburgh beer douche has just been drinking there so <laughs> well, he did, he drinks everywhere well <laughs> he well, is a man yeah. about town yeah he's got he gets he's got to get around got to service got to service the Instagram but <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not talking about them we're talking about Chicago this week yes, <laughs> yes we are and we're talking to Dave and uh, previous episodes we've talked to another Chicago native uh Afro beer chick 
Oh, yeah. So, I'm sure Dave is very familiar with her, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll see if maybe we can pick Dave's brain about, like, what's new in Chicago for, you know, 2022, what beers he's been drinking. But first, let's just get into your show. Uh, why don't you give the audience, like, a quick breakdown of what Beer in Front is? You know, I started it right at the pandemic, which I'm sure a lot of podcasts started right around the same time. And I wanted to do, I don't know, I was getting kind of tired of seeing just everybody living for untapped and just wanting to collect their badges or drink something new just to get a new badge. So I kind of wanted to talk about older beers that maybe people forget about that are still great, like your Sierra Nevada Pales or something else that people just may overlook because they're out chasing a new badge or something like that. So I started off with that and then it kind of morphed into a political thing for a while, which I kind of tailed off on that. So now I'll just talk about like an old school beer. Sometimes it's a macro. Sometimes it's an older craft beer, like a Deschutes or something like that. And then talk about like the Chicago beers that I've had, beer news, things like that. So yeah, it's available on every platform. Uh, yeah, if you could, you know, if you listen to you guys, I'm sure you could just type in beer in front and you'll find me on the same platform. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You're on all the same places we are. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I will say, I will say though, your show is like, uh, your show's a little bit shorter than ours where, you, you know, we finally got ourselves down to around an hour, but like you're in a much more like consumable half hour, but like, mm-hmm. I, I like a lot of the news you feature is somehow news we miss. So there's definitely <laughs> value. There's definitely yeah. value in both <laughs> listening to both shows because you yeah. get all the news. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think you, know, you you have a lot of varied topics, but you also you have like different guests on, and some of them are Chicago uh, local. Uh, I, I listened to your beer nuts uh, kind yeah. of history. Oh, that's a fun episode. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Uh, it's like downstate Illinois, and yeah, I mean, I remember having those as a kid in like local taverns, and they're still around. They're still great. So it was fun talking to Andy, who's the president of the company, talk about the different products that they have out, where you could get them. And I could vouch for them all. I mean, he sent it to me. I didn't pay for it, but they're all, I would buy them again. They're that good. Because I didn't even realize they were still around. Yeah. No, they've been kicking around. This will be like their 70th year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, the one question I had, you you said that you uh, kind of looked at a lot of the beers that have been, you know, are always there but have been, you know, looked over because of all the hype beers and stuff like that. Have there been any beers that you have overlooked that you've gone back to that kind of surprised you at how good they were? Uh, I think, you know, I mentioned Deschutes earlier. I haven't had Mirror Pond in a long time, and uh, they're Black Butte. And for a while, they weren't distributed here, so, I mean, I couldn't get them. Mm -hmm. But once they were back, I'm like, God, this is a really good beer. Um Stuff from Great Lakes, you know, the Edmund Fitzgerald Porter, mm-hmm. things like that. I remember having that, you know, 19, 20 years ago, having it again. It's like, this is still a great, phenomenal beer. So things like that, uh, your old Rasputins that have been around for mm-hmm. 25 mm-hmm. years. It's like, yeah, there's a reason why these were, you know, rated high then. They still are. Some beers that, you know, you had 20 years ago, everyone's palates might have changed with all the new trends, but 
it's like to me, old Rasputin is still, you know, a nine and change out of a one to ten scale. It was <laughs> right. then. It's yeah. still that high. It's nothing's changed about it. It's still great. Yeah. I, I was in a store the other week and I saw uh, uh, a Black Butte, and I guess they released a a thirty third edition. Okay. So I guess maybe it's like thirty three years in for Deschutes, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that sounds. Mm, it's tempting <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was tempted and i started thinking about it because it's like i you know the, you know a lot of the beers that you mentioned were all things that we started out drinking mm-hmm. yeah you know i mean there wasn't a whole lot available back in the day but like yeah i remember old rasputin and i remember uh expedition stout was the one that came in a lot. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I'm really glad that you mentioned the Black Butte Porter by Deschutes because that was one yeah. that, for whatever reason, if there was going to be two or three craft beers available, that was going to mm-hmm. be one of them around mm-hmm. here. I don't yeah. know why, but it was. And that always kind of became a, a standard, you know, I could always fall back yeah. to that one. That was an old reliable. And then it just sort of went away. So I'm glad to see that it's still around and still kicking around with that 33rd edition that Steve was talking about. Yeah, they even have now. They have a NA version of it, which I haven't tried yet. I haven't Ooh. seen it. I know it was initially released just in Oregon and a couple like you know uh, collar states around there, but it's supposed to be a nationwide. And I'd like to give it a try. I'm like, that's interesting. I'm sure it's got to be better than some of the other non-alcoholic beers out there. I'd definitely give that one a whirl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no idea they were getting into the NA game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I haven't seen the NA one, but yeah, there's definitely like uh, Ohio, which we're really close to, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like they they have a far more uh, prevalent like the shoots carry uh, like carrying like uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's a place we vin- uh, visit Vintage Estates. They always have this huge display full of the shoots. So maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe next time I'm up there, I'll see if they have the NAs. That's uh we haven't found we haven't found a good dark NA yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. It's a little rough, but yeah, it might be worth checking out. But so, so I'll go the other way. Is there any beer that you found that should have just been left in the past? Yeah, there's a few. Uh and it was interesting, like when I started the show, then the pandemic hit, and you know, you kept reading stories about you know, all these small breweries might be going under. And it's like, I really don't want to trash anybody right now. Everybody's mm-hmm. like struggling to, you know, not lose their business or whatever. So there was a lot like the first year that, you know, I went out and found, I bought, I'm like, I'm not going to even talk about it. This just <laughs> isn't good. Uh, and even some, you know, macros, like, you know, I remember, you know, I'm older than both of you. I'm 55, you know, growing up in your early twenties, you know, everybody loved the Heineken mm-hmm. and I had a Heineken a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, this sucks. This just <laughs> isn't that good. It's nondescript, uh, didn't do anything for me, but I remember, you know, years ago, everybody, lo- I mean, everybody still loves it. It's probably mm-hmm. one of the top you know, five most popular beers in the world. But I'm like, yeah, this just does nothing for me anymore. Yeah, I, I can't remember the last time I I had ever seen somebody actually bring Heineken to a, you know, a gathering, a house party, anything yeah. like that. You know, years and years ago, there was always one person that brought a six pack at least. Just yeah. for whatever reason, it always showed up. Now, nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't know because people thought it was an important that th- they thought that made them fancy. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but so you, you've mentioned a couple times about how you started the show in the pandemic and that was kind of like a new way for a lot of you know people who did start their podcasts uh can you tell us kind of like the background of like how you got started in like just what kind of attracted you to podcasting because honestly you have a very classic radio voice yeah agreed i've been told that for many years i've never done any radio anything like that i work for an airline i work customer service uh my voice actually sounded deeper and better back when I smoked cigarettes. You know, I quit smoking. <laughs> Hell yeah, like sure. Seven years ago, <laughs> so I had. I guess I had a better voice then when I smoked. Um, now it's just something. And to be perfectly honest, up until I started doing the podcast, I never listened to any podcast. I might listen to one in a blue moon if there was a topic or something I saw that might you know I might enjoy. But I wasn't a big podcast listener. And it was just something like, all right, let me try to think of something to release some creativity. And I'm like, well, I know beer. I could talk about beer. Uh, I'm sure like a lot of people, I'm like, oh, I could do 30 minutes a week standing on my head. And then you do the first episode and you're like, oh, shit, this is eight minutes. What the fuck am I going to do for, you know, 22 minutes? So I'm like, let me pour the beer real small. <laughs> then you got to turn around and do it again the next week. Yeah. You know, so every beer, I talked about three or four beers, and I would crack each one open, pour it into the glass, and talk about it. So now, is you know, I'm in 120-some episodes. I could pace myself a little bit better. But it's like, yeah, this beer is very, 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 very good. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to fill time up. Yeah. Which, which is another thing I have to commend you on is the yeah. fact that, like, you know, not every episode you have a guest on. And a lot of the times you've done it by yourself. And that, <laughs> I don't think that's something Adam and I have ever just gotten a hold of, of just like talking no. by ourselves into the microphone. It, yeah. I, I know it for myself. It always just feels way too awkward and i just i don't know i don't prepare correctly <laughs> <laughs> yeah initially i thought you know when i went into it i'm like oh i'm gonna go to different places interview people all the time so i won't be by myself that much and then obviously you know march 2020 happened so it's like all right so you pivot and i, I just i guess i just got used to doing it mm -hmm. so i have like my things out i'll have like a little i print out my sheet of just my bullet points that i want to talk about and then just embellish it from there um but yeah it's just something i just i just got used to doing so mm -hmm. i'm pretty comfortable doing just solo shows yeah that's it's just another thing another reason why i thought maybe that you had like a previous radio background mm -hmm. is that you're just comfortable doing it on your own and i i, I thought like Man, did this guy even possibly just like call baseball games at some point? Because that's what, you know, I like, I, you really sound like a, an old baseball announcer. And if I could ask, could you just give us like a high and outside counts three and two? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I'm thinking about Vin Scully who passed away. May he rest in peace. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I don't. Three and two pitch. That's high and outside. Ball four. Oh, glorious. <laughs> See? Uh, back in the day, this was the last year of old Cleveland Stadium uh, when the Indians were there. And it was just a miserable fucking day. It was like <laughs> April. It was snowing. 
And they had a thing in the early 90s where I think you paid 20 bucks, 25 bucks or whatever. And you sat in a booth and called a half inning of a game. And I love baseball. Big Cub fan growing up, went to games all the time. So somewhere there's a cassette tape in this house of me calling a half inning of a Cleveland Indian Toronto Blue Jay game from 1993. If you ever stumble across that, please let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like really sarcastic. I wasn't <laughs> expecting to do it. It was just on a whim, like, let's fly to Cleveland and see a game. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right. And it was, like I said, it was snowing. It was cold. So I'm calling the game and there's like, you know, 12 people in the stands. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, just talking about how cold it is. I'm like, I think it's Kleenex day here. The first 20,000 people got a box of tissues. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, it's that, that yeah. how different is that from the major league films? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure they got to live their own little major league at the yeah. time, but like, yeah, 90s, 90s Cleveland Indians. I don't think anybody was paying too much attention. Yeah, and this was before, you know, Alomar and uh, Manny and Albert Bell. This is before they were good. They were still, you know, the major league Indians at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah, <laughs> man, that is by far the best sports movie of all time. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Steve, I will hear no arguments otherwise. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have one. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I think the only one I would make an argument for is Slapshot, but that's just yeah. Homer, that's Homerism mm-hmm. for us. Yeah, because it was filmed true. at Johnstown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you guys are from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and I must say that is my favorite baseball stadium. I love PNC better than Wrigley. I you know it was only at PNC the f- first year it opened. I went by it once, uh, and it was a great place to see a concert. Which I think oh, yeah. it was right next to whatever the hell you guys want to call Heinz Field now. I think the place was called Stage AE to yep. see a show, mm-hmm. yep. which was an excellent venue to see a show. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, we're still calling it Heinz Field. Right. We're just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care what the name on the side is. Yeah. Yeah. It's still Heinz Field. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're far too lazy and stuck in our ways to change things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a we have a venue out here that we consistently refer to Star Lake, and it's been through five different name changes since yeah. that. Yeah. So, <laughs> And they finally got tired of it and turned it back to its original name, the way it should yeah. have been all along. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, that's the one thing we get compliments for for as far as baseball is the stadium's nice, which if you ever make your way back out here, there is a bar right next to the stadium called Mike's Beer Bar, and it recently turned to an all local uh, okay. beer tap. So like, you know, if you come here and you just want to get a sampling of everything from Pittsburgh and outside of Pittsburgh, that's a good place to start. Yeah, just <laughs> so, go there. Yep. Yeah. Go to Mike's Beer Bar. They didn't pay us. We just like them. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of local taps, uh, I wanted to get a little bit into Chicago. And we're obviously aware of a lot of things. We get some things. Uh, I think probably one of my favorites out of Chicago is Pipeworks. Yeah. Uh, We get a lot of uh, like stouts and things from them. But uh, is there anything that's opened up in like I would say the last year? to maybe cover that space since we've talked to Afro beer chick, uh, anything in the last year that's opened up, that's really like, you know, caught your, caught your eye or tongue rather. 
there's just so many of them and there's like i'm in the city proper Mm -hmm. there's a lot of places in the suburbs that i think kind of I don't know if city people, you know, stick their nose up at or whatever, but there's some places in the suburbs that are just knocking out some great stuff. There's a place, Goldfinger, that puts out, I think they had, was it a, I think they had a Vienna lager that was one of the best I've had from them. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of good suburban breweries that are popping up. Uh, I mean, you have your reliables like Revolution that's widely known. killer stuff their barrel program is second to none it's probably better than goose islands uh you mentioned pipeworks they make everything pipeworks does is phenomenal they had an italian pilsner last year i believe that just Mm. blew me away how good it was and it was a limited release i should have grabbed more than a four pack of and i wish i did so hopefully they'll put that one out again uh Half Acres, widely known. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a ton of different things. They pretty much started out as an IPA brewery, but now they have just a lot. I had an episode with my wife on a couple weeks ago, and they did a, a Goza that was a collaboration with Morton Salt that was just killer. Hmm. Uh, really, really good. They're always you know knocking it out of the park. Uh, there's one place that's called Hopewell in the city that does a good variety of beers. They have good sours, good everything else. They make really good even uh, seltzers. If people are into that, the craft seltzers that they put out are outstanding. And one of my favorites in the city, it's an all-German brewery called Dovetail. Oh, uh, you're, yeah, never, yeah. you're not yep. going to find an IPA there. You're not going to find. It's just... They have Rauch beers there. Uh, their Vienna lagers, you know, one of my favorites. Everything they put out is just old school German beers, and they're all great. Yeah, they, Dovetail is on my list. If and right. when I make it to Chicago, yeah. they are on my list to go visit. Yeah, Dovetail, and then the other one that's on my short list is Haymarket. And yeah, Haymarket's that, good. That's also because I believe they have a sausage festival. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, yearly. So that's also just on my list because of that. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, Dovetail puts out, and I they don't they didn't put their Oktoberfest out yet this year, mm. but they usually have a collaboration with the local uh, or lo- really small local independent grocery store, and the grocery store puts out uh, a bratwurst made with the Oktoberfest beer. Oh, nice. That's always really good. They have their own Oktoberfest. At Dovetail, there's another brewery called Beguile, which is across the alley. So it's kind of a joint uh, Mm -hmm. festival between the two breweries. But since it's an Oktoberfest, most of the people just head over to Dovetail. Yeah, those bratwursts are outstanding. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's only only eight hours to to Chicago, Steve. Seven. (laughs) I made that drive, yeah. Seven. So to to kind of pivot on that a little bit, uh, we had talked about Mike's Beer Bar here in Pittsburgh as a great tap house to find, you know, just the breadth of Pittsburgh. Is there any place in Chicago you would recommend to be able to do that? Yeah, there's a place I really love called Beer Miscuous. Uh, They have a couple locations, but the one in the city, they have a really good tap list. It's If it's not 100% local, it's 99% local, 
really good tap list. They also have a huge walk-in cooler that you could, if you just buy a can, you could just, you know, crack that at the bar or, you know, you could buy a four pack and just take it home. Mm -hmm. Uh, they only sell them, you know, singles. So you could make your own mix pack there. Nice. Great selection of stuff. Everything there is cold. It's not like you're going through warm things to take home to throw in the refrigerator. Everything you get there is cold. The staff is great. Like, you know, one of the owners, Virginia, who I know, like, you know, they remember you. So like, mm -hmm. oh, hey, Dave, you like Vienna lagers. This one just came out from so-and-so. So like the people that work there are really knowledgeable. They remember their regulars. They remember what you like and just make it easier for a consumer to enjoy beer, which we all want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Do you think they have a Goose Island Green Line there? <laughs> no, there's no uh, Goose Island. They don't even do the uh, Bourbon County Stout because oh, wow. they don't sell the product during the year. So Goose Island's really cracking down. Like you have to sell X amount of 312s and X amount oh, of wow. their <laughs> neon hazy whatever in order to sell their to get an allotment of bourbon county stout carry our trash to get our treats <laughs> yeah <laughs> damn yeah we'll just we'll just you know let you have that and we'll have this mountain of treats over here instead yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh speaking of mountain of treats let's go back to the beers that we're all drinking and we can get some final thoughts on everything we have uh dave why don't you start us off again and you can give us some final thoughts on uh what you started with now that you've been able to get some more in yeah, uh, once again, I'm having Dem D's and Doe's from Hot Butcher. Um, Hot Butcher is actually opening up a location walking distance from my house. Nice. They took Danger. over a half. <laughs> they took over half acres original production facility, so that'll be open soon. So that will be dangerous. Upon second opinion of it, I liked it better when I first cracked it. It's still a good beer. It's now almost a little too bitter on the end hmm. and i'm not getting the the pineapple i'm not getting the fruity flavors as much mm -hmm. so i mean it's a good beer but what i you know buy would i spend 20 bucks on a four pack of it or i think this was 16 bucks a four pack i don't know if i would it's good is it great no okay. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. sounds like a good uh, cooler filler if you're yeah. at a tailgate or something, grab it out of the cooler. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. You'll impress your friends. Oh, okay. He grabbed some hot butcher. <laughs> yeah. He's no slouch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's not a jag off. He brought some good beer. <laughs> Steve, how about you? Yes, I'm still drinking the Hot Farm Musa, which is the Grotaziski, which I'm sure I'm pronouncing wrong, which is fine. But it's their wheat uh beer. And that is just it, it's fantastic i mean you know i had it at the i had it at the tap and then i was shocked to actually find that somebody canned a smoked beer other than 11th hour uh you know i i need those things in my life <laughs> as far as as far as i can tell as far as i can count on my hand there's three in the pittsburgh area that will can smoke beers and that's 11th hour hop farm and i believe necromancer put one out not too long ago did they so, yes Oh. Yeah, 
it, these it. are these are the things on my radar. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> you've got that word tagged on Twitter. Whenever it pops up, you get a notification. Yeah, well, I think it's not even that. It's just in my brain. It's just like <laughs> who has smokes? <laughs> yeah, Rauch. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, this one's uh, fantastic. And you know, as I mentioned before, it's only four three, so it's a little bit lighter than everything else. Um, just comparatively, we had the Schlin Curla Hellis. That isn't the full smoked one, but it goes through all the processes, so it picks up a lot of smoke flavor. It, I would say it has, uh, it's lighter than that, but it's the smoke is heavier. Oh, just, okay. Just for comparative, yeah. So you get more smoke than the Hellas from Schlem Curla, but yeah, good, uh, great beer all around. Right on, Adam. Uh, for me, I had the Arboretum Trail, the uh, Leonidas Sweet Tooth. That's a collaboration. Uh, with uh, pastries a la carte still a good beer uh, i let it warm up a little bit because it's a big ass pastry stout you yeah. gotta mm-hmm. you gotta do that a little bit still good still enjoyable i don't know that i would drink more than one of them <laughs> uh simply because it's almost 10 percent, and i gotta go to work tomorrow yeah so <laughs> all right i have to go to work and and be good at it oh, okay yeah yeah so uh i like it i'm glad that i've got a few more in reserves in the fridge uh, so yeah, all in all, Arboretum Trail, still making good beers. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back with Dave and we got a little bit of a game planned for him. Yes, we do. Oh, okay. And we'll have some more beers as well. Stay tuned. First Sip Brew Box is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is still episode 259 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. We are still joined by Dave Zalatoris of the Beer in Front podcast. We haven't chased him away. Thank goodness for that. Uh, We're talking Pittsburgh beers. We're talking Chicago beers, but nothing from Indiana. We're going to keep it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Got him, I guess. I guess. I (laughs) know. They're catching strays. They don't even know why. I don't even know why. Yeah. It, I mean, that includes three Floyds. Don't talk bad about three Floyds. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, but uh, well, we'll do an episode on them later. But right now we got to talk about the beers that we have in front of us. So Dave, would you like to go first again? What you got? Yep. That was a nice segue. I do like that one. That well, was very you. good. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Adam, I am having... I know this is coming out after the fact. I couldn't find a Pittsburgh beer, but I grabbed a beer that's going to be served at Barrel and Flow that you had last weekend. So this is from, uh, it's a collaboration, two Chicago breweries, Revolution and 18th Street. It's called Shop Talk. It's just an old school West Coast IPA. Came out last year. I loved it last year. I've had it. I talked about it a little bit last uh Last week on the show, still an awesome beer. And not only that, it's got some fantastic can art to go along with it. Yes, it does. Yeah. So funny enough, that is the second time this beer has been on the show because we had it uh, last year when we interviewed the uh, the 
one of the founders and organizers of Barrel and Flow, Day Bracy. Uh, he brought that beer on, and that's also now the second time that beer has been on the show without Adam having it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Could I? Could I just say though, if we could get Day and Dave on the same show, that would just be yeah. that would just be fantastic. Two of the best yeah. voices in all of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm Dave. Dave can just have Day on his own show, and then we have to listen to it. And then we could just listen. That's right. Yeah, we don't have to be a part of that transaction. <laughs> uh, you can be the conduit. You can get us together. <laughs> I'll just do a, like a thirty-second introduction, and then just sort of yeah. sit back. Yeah. So, uh, so how is the beer? It's excellent. It's a really good beer. I like everything about this. It's another one you wish you'd grab more. I've only grabbed a couple of cans of it. I found one that I grabbed last week. And then when I was looking yesterday, I'm like, all right, let me see if I could find a Pittsburgh beer. And before we started recording, I was looking for Cinderlands because that's the only one of the breweries in Pittsburgh. I'm like, I know I've had this before. And couldn't get it so i'm like all right well i'll do a barrel and flow beer you know mm. this is really good it's just an old school west coast ipa outstanding sounds great like version the, of the style sounds like the kind of beer that steve would love and i would hate yeah yeah and i can confirm that because i do love that beer it's it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fantastic throwback to west coast it has like great clarity to it and yeah i love that mm -hmm. So what about you, Steve? Uh, what do you got on deck for this segment? So I uh, second week in a row, I'll be drinking Abjuration Sweetie Boy Fat Time Candy Treats. That's but, the unofficial name. Mm -hmm. But uh, I have their Candied Sour version 1.7, which is their Blue Raspberry Slushy. And it has like the sweet candy nose to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm showing you guys a picture of it. You can see that it's green, not blue, because that's just what happens. That was going to be my first question. Is it yeah. supposed to be that color? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, as much as goofy things they get into and you know, crazy adjuncts abjuration will add, I don't think they've gotten into the point where they're dialing in with you know the, the P, the butterfly PT. <sighs> You know, to make sure they get that blue color, but mm -hmm. you know what the 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 slushy that they add in, you know, does turn this a vibrant ecto cooler green. <laughs> yeah, that's so, what I was thinking when you showed the picture. But yeah, on the flavor, it's all there. It tastes like blue ras, you know, which isn't What's a real. That? It's not a real thing, but it you know, it's a real thing as we know it. <laughs> it tastes like schnozberries. Mm-hmm. What uh, what's the ABV on that? It is five six. Oh, that's not bad. No, not at all. That's a that's just a good fun day, fun day Sunday beer. Yeah, yeah. It's just again, you know, hey, two weeks in a row. But this is a Zoom show, so it doesn't count. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two weeks in a row, I'm drinking the Abjuration Candy Fun Times. But yes, yeah. another another brewery that was at Barrel and Flow, and they had a peach ring seltzer. Oh, yeah. I could get behind that. Uh, for me, I am actually going outside of Pittsburgh. I'm breaking tradition a little bit here. Uh, going to North Carolina, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, got another Greg beer, so shout out to Greg for uh, hooking us up with this one. This is a collaboration uh, between Dissolver and Southern Grist. Uh, Dissolver's out of Asheville, North Carolina. Southern Grist, they're out of Nashville. 
Tennessee. Uh, and this is their Night of Secrets. It's a dry hopped copper lager. Uh, this is another one that has a really nice uh, can art to it. Uh, clocks in, you know, 4.9% ABV. No idea what the IBU is for two reasons. One, can't find it. Two, it's dry hopped. So, you know, <laughs> that number just gets thrown out the window anyways. Yeah. So, uh, but all in all, uh, yes, it's dry hopped, so it does have a little bit of that bitterness, but it's not overwhelming. I actually kind of like it. Uh, you know, nice amber lager for the most part. It's, you know, kind of churched up a little bit with just a little bit of hop. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. I'm going to keep drinking it. I like it. Yeah, I actually uh, had a can of that on uh, Halloween is Forever. Oh, very nice. And if you want to hear my thoughts about it, go listen to that episode, wherever it is and whatever episode it was, because I'm not giving Dissolver props on this show. <laughs> well, I will. <laughs> I know, but I already set a precedent of I don't like Dissolver. So. <laughs> well, I'll say it. I like this beer. I like the other brewery in the collaboration about that. <laughs> uh, there you go. There you go. You can say that Southern Grist pulled their weight on this one. Yeah, it was all Southern Grist then. But yeah, it 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 is. Uh, it just has like a lot of classic flavors to it from what mm -hmm. I remember. And it's similar. To, it's similar to an amber, but like a really hoppy amber. It is. It is. And it has a really nice color to it. Uh, I'm showing you guys on the Zoom. Those on the podcast, you have no idea what, what we're showing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's got a, just a good, nice copper color to it. Uh, had some good head retention when it first got poured out. Yeah, just a good beer. Yeah. Check. Check plus. Right on. Well, Adam, I heard tales that you had prepared a game for us. You uh, you heard correctly, Steve. Yeah. What 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 is it? This is the Great American Jag-Off. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so we obviously have two pillars of Jag-Offism. Uh, somebody from Pittsburgh, somebody from Chicago. So this is going to be a very easy game. I'm going to ask each of you a question. Is this Jag-Off from Chicago or from Pittsburgh? It's just that simple. Yeah. All right. <laughs> for Let's... any for any listeners out there who may or may not know, uh, you know, we share a lot of things between Pittsburgh and Chicago. Pierogies, sausages, and the word jag off is one of them, mm -hmm. <laughs> or all among them. Uh, I also... think we stole we stole jag off. Oh, from you, you for sure did. Oh and, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure pierogies we did. Sausage, I'm sure that's a debate for a much longer show well but, yeah i'll admit to stealing jag offs and pierogies from you guys sausage is just proliferated throughout the german yeah. you know from the middle mid-atlantic all the way through the midwest so that's sausage yeah. sausage is from new jersey to wisconsin that's not a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah you guys absolutely stole jag off from us i i don't know who had putschke first so I'll let you guys have it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I will say that the working title for this was Malort versus Palinkovac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I found the great American Jag off was a little more apropos. Yeah. Kind of rolled I'll off the to tongue send a little you, bit. I have, I have pens made up for the show. Don't be a Jag off. Beerinfront.com. Yeah. <laughs> We'll I have, use that proudly. We'll yeah. have to send you some Plinkovac because, man, yeah. <laughs> for everything I've heard about Malort is just it's just paint thinner, and it's like we we have our own. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like it just tastes like regret, and one of like the <laughs> taglines is 
tonight's the night you'll fight your dad. You know, <laughs> the Lord. Yeah. 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 So, so we have a, uh, before we get into the, the game, we do have a friend of the show, um, Brian Reed, who is a master Cicerone. And he's also the only person I know who's had both Plinkovac and Malort. So he was able to compare it for me on uh, the other podcast. And yeah, he says Malort is so much more medicinal and terrible. And Plinkovac, which is our own kind of local, uh, you know, anise syrupy. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all the same flavors, but it, none of the paint strippings. <laughs> so, yeah. so we'll see Bath if we can, get, yeah, we'll see if we can yeah. get you a bottle of Plinkovac and then you, maybe we can convert you. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, yeah, we'll do the more Lord Plinkovac swap. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, Adam, let's get into the game. All right. So your first jag off, Dave, you get to go first. In 1903, Mickey Finn, a bartender in a downtown hotel, was allegedly found to be poisoning bad tippers so that he could rob them. Was Mickey Finn from Chicago or from Pittsburgh? I'm going to say Mickey Finn is from Chicago because we still have, there's a bar here that's called Mickey Finn's. So I'm going to take a guess and say it's a Chicago guy. Damn it. I had no idea that was a thing. And that is correct. Yeah. Are you kidding? That's yeah. such a layup, Adam. Like, yeah. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. We even we did a story about him on the show at one point. How long ago? I don't know, but I know we definitely talked about him because like he yeah, he Mickey Finn's bar existed and then I believe Mickey Finn himself was chased out of Chicago and then opened another bar in California even, maybe. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a prolific jagoff. <laughs> he is. He is. I believe that's also where the term slip him a Mickey came from. It is. Yeah. There you go. So you're getting history lessons here, too. See, this is edutainment. Edutainment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve, it is your time. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. A man wanted for escape in domestic battery stabbed himself to avoid arrest. Uh, this happened to Tom Chapman, 48, uh, and uh, when police arrived at his home and entered, he decided to avoid arrest. He stabs himself in the chest. Mm. Did this happen in Pittsburgh or did it happen in Chicago? Man, that sounds like a real Westmoreland jag-off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I'm going to go Pittsburgh. It sounds like a real... <laughs> Not that's not that necessarily. That almost sounds like Florida man. That <laughs> yeah. could be a Florida man right there. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. It's a Westmoreland jagoff because, yeah. like our our surrounding counties get some real Florida man behavior in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm going Pittsburgh. That sounds like a Pittsburgh jagoff. I'm sorry, but that is from Chicago as well. Yes, Tom Chapman, 48, was from Chicago, Illinois when that happened. So oh, sorry, wow. Steve, you do not get a point. Damn. Yes. Dave, are you ready for your Great American Jagoff round two? No, I'm ready. All right. A lawyer advertised about beating the courts by thinking like a criminal pled guilty to distributing thousands of pounds of weed. He went viral a few years ago for his advertisements for his law firm for thinking like a criminal to get you off. Is he from Pittsburgh? Is he from Chicago? I'm going to see I'm overthinking this. I'm going to overthink this and say to myself, self, your first two were from Chicago. 
So I'm going to say this one's a Pittsburgh Jagoff. That is correct. That yeah. is correct. Nicely done. Who was that Jagoff? Oh, I don't have his name written down. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Some Jagoff. <laughs> some Jagoff. That's all there is to it. Steve, are you ready? Could be. Well, I mean, this is it's a zero or a one. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it could be. Okay. Okay. All right. Busted for asking questions. A man stole a car, then stopped to ask a cop for directions to I-80. After the, st- the car was reported stolen, and he was immediately arrested. Mm. Was this man in Chicago, or was he in Pittsburgh? Mm. I-80 is not helpful. <laughs> I know, that's why. Yeah. I threw it in there. Yeah. Mm. And he was just... Can you read it again? He, he was... He, he, yes. He was... Busted for oh. asking questions. <laughs> yes, busted for asking questions. A man stole a car, and on his way out, he stopped to ask a cop for directions to Interstate 80, or I-80, or the 80, if you're from California. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was enough time that had passed that the car was reported stolen, so the cop ran the plate, found out that it was stolen, and the gentleman was immediately arrested. Ooh, that sounds like a jagoff who, like, stopped at Sheets. <laughs> <laughs> on his way to cross the border. Uh, I'm going to go Chicago Jagoff, though. And Steve is on the board. Yeah. Nicely done. <laughs> so after two rounds, Dave two, Steve one. No, no self-respecting person from Pittsburgh would ask yeah. anybody directions ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Just find a river. And just follow it. You'll be fine. It'll be okay. Find a river or find a belt. You'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dave, are you ready for your question? I'm ready. Fire away. All right. The best drug dealer in baseball was the mascot for a baseball team in this city. That was the parrot from Pittsburgh. Nicely done. Definitely. It's Pittsburgh. 100%. Yes. My favorite player of all time, Dave Parker. What what was the t-shirt that he had? If you it, if you hear us bopping, it's just the boys or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's if uh yeah, something about the, me and the boys are bopping or yeah. something like yeah. I met him once and I'm like you're the reason I wear an earring. And this was years <laughs> ago when I had an earring. I'm like I wore an earring because of you and he signed a baseball head. He's like this is my last game worn anything that i have so when he he played one season with milwaukee so i have a dave parker autographed hat from milwaukee because i recognize them i'm like oh i was a big dave parker fan back in the day that's fantastic i had no idea yeah yeah probably why he smoked cigarettes too back then i'm like (laughs) dave Dave parker smoked i mean i didn't do blow but yeah did everything else Yeah, apparently that was the hookup back in the 80s was just go talk to the parrot. Yeah. He has his own Wikipedia entry for it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If you look up the pirate parrot, there's a whole section on Pittsburgh drug trials in the 80s. Damn. (laughs) Oops. Oops. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, Steve, are you ready? Uh Uh-huh. Good, because this is coming at you. On April 24th, 1980, Nick Perry used weighted ping pong balls to fix the lottery draw for that day, causing the number to be polled as 666. Mm. Did that happen in Chicago? Did that happen in Pittsburgh? Mm. 
somebody was after upsetting the Catholic crowd, which is, again, not helpful, because that's just <laughs> Pittsburgh and Chicago. Uh, gonna go Chicago. And that is incorrect. Hmm. That happened here in Pittsburgh at WTAE. No shit. I had no idea that they pulled numbers for the Pennsylvania lottery there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like that uh, wasn't there wasn't there another uh, like John Travolta and Lisa Kudrow movie that was. Oh boy. Yeah, it was back in the 90s, early 2000s. And I thought that was sort of based off of uh, it was based off a real story. But I didn't know that there was another one about pulling 666. It's a good story, though. I like it. Yeah. It's a good story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it turns out that uh, Nick Perry was the announcer for the live telecast uh, whenever they did this. He was the voice of WTAE mm-hmm. uh, whenever they did this. So he had the inside scoop. He had the inside run. They weighted the ball, the ping pong balls down with paint. Yeah. And immediately after, swapped them out and burned the balls. Huh. And they still <laughs> got caught. Yeah. The movie is called Lucky Numbers. Oh. Yeah. And it is, Did it have John Travolta? Yeah, uh, yeah, it has John Travolta. It, it's actually based off the Pennsylvania story. I thought it was based off a different story, but yeah, no, it's it's the same plot in that they use paint to weigh down the. Uh, they weigh as soon as you said paint, I was like, oh yeah, that's absolutely. Hmm. And John Travolta plays the weatherman that you're. Uh, yeah, he also hosted a bowling show as well on TAE, mm-hmm. yeah. which I had no idea they had that. <laughs> yeah, John Travolta plays the weatherman of the. Uh, of the uh, station and uh, Lisa Kudrow is the uh, the ball picker and they're huh. they're in on it together that sounds right yeah because there were two or three others in the station that had you know the inside track of what was going on mm-hmm. uh, and apparently they went all around the state you know down to Philly Harrisburg Scranton you know buying bulk tickets you know so they could get whatever it was yeah 1.8 million i think was the payout yeah huh damn i i completely got that confused yeah i had no idea that happened in pittsburgh yeah oh well well that's edutainment for you there you go 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 check out lucky numbers starring john travolta and lisa kudrow <laughs> we get a cut of that right from whoever made it universal yeah yeah checks yeah. in the mail yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the postage stamp will have, be worth more yeah <laughs> All right, so this is the final round. Uh, Dave, you have three. Steve, you have one. So this is worth triple points. Hooray. And you all, you will both be asked the question. Uh, it's very easy. I looked up Chicago Jagoff and Pittsburgh Jagoff on the Google. Dave, how many results were there for Chicago Jagoff? Closest wins. <sighs> 12,794,000. 12,794,000. Steve, Pittsburgh Jagoff. How many Google results were there? So, I'm going to go. Mm. I see a screen in your glasses there, Steve. Mm-hmm. Don't be Googling. Mm-hmm. I'm not Googling. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> looking at, I see the reflection in your glasses. <laughs> Don't be a Jagoff, Steve. <laughs> I'm looking at the Wikipedia entry for lucky numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I am going to say I'm going to say there's actually only 7 million returns on 
uh, on Pittsburgh Jagoff. And I think that also is more than Chicago Jagoff because Chicago just stole that word from us. So there's probably like 2 million Chicago Jagoffs, but 7 million Pittsburgh Jagoffs. That's my call. Calling my shots. <laughs> okay. So you're both wrong. Uh, neither of you were within five, which was I was hoping you were going to get to. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I will say that Steve was actually closer. Ah. Uh, when I looked up uh, Chicago Jagoff, there was a grand total of 110,000. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. That's all. Well, that's what uh, happens when you steal the word from us. <laughs> Pittsburgh Jagoff mm-hmm. uh, returned 85,700 results. Oh. That's that's it. Hey, them Jagoffs at Google ain't using the word enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope that caused today. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> so whoever whoever's looking at the trending for Jagoff is seeing a spike. Well, yeah, we're definitely yeah. adding to the SEO with that, <laughs> with this episode. <laughs> no, I've tried that. I put, like, hashtag jag off on my things, and it doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what's the what's the show here in Pittsburgh, Yin's Jagoffs? There's your Jagoff. Oh, uh, your Jagoff, that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, have mm. a whole, we have a whole other podcast called Your Jagoff, so... <laughs> Yeah, if they're if they're not moving the numbers, then nobody is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so with that, uh, Steve with the come from behind victory. Hell yeah! Steve, congratulations, four to three. Hell yeah, king of the jagoffs. <laughs> I will get you your crown. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Dave, you obviously have you you have a section uh, in your show. Don't be a jagoff uh, and stuff like that. How did that come to be? How did you get into that side of things of calling out jagoffs? It was part of me grasping for straws, trying to fill time. And early on in the show, when I was a little more political than I am now, I called a former orange-tinted president a jag-off about something. And... I had a lot of response to it. So for a good year, I would have the jag off of the week. And it tilted mostly towards that party. I'm a pretty liberal person here in Chicago. And I just, after a while, kind of realized, you know, I'm just kind of alienating listeners. So I kind of like stayed off of that. I mean, I don't hide who I am. I am who I am. But, you know, I'm not going to be, like, calling out Ted Cruz every week like I used to. (laughs) It would just be exhausting. (laughs) So now, like, if anyone wants to sign up for a Patreon periodically, I'll just record a jag off of the week segment. And even now, like, if I see something, I'll maybe put one out in the regular show maybe once a month. But I do my best to keep it as non-political is i can now because yeah i figure yeah why why leave listeners you know why turn them off if i don't have to mm. right if beer is for everyone then 
beer is for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I mean, plus, I mean, if you're if you're going to spend time calling out Ted Cruz for every shitty thing he's ever done, that's going to hog all the time on your beer show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that fucking pee pants coward is like just all encompassing. <laughs> Well, you could go on and on forever. What a lazy, terrible, disgusting piece of shit. <laughs> Steve, I do have a formal request. Yeah. Don't make a pee pants coward t-shirt <laughs> and put it on, on our T public site. Okay, fair enough. You could, you could do that somewhere else, but not on ours. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you can put it on mine. Sure. There you go. So I, might, I might still buy one. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. 35% off today yeah. only. <laughs> Four days on those first initials. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Uh, let's come back to the beers that we're all drinking and get some final thoughts. Uh, Dave, start us off with your barrel and flow collab from revolution and 18th street it's terrific it finishes just as good as it it started it's a great beer seven percent west coast ipa i had to do a double take because when i looked at the can it said 2021 but when i looked on the can on date it was you know just a couple of weeks ago so hmm. it's fresh no it's still just a great West Coast IPA. Uh, the can art, like you mentioned before, Adam, the can art is spectacular. Mm-hmm. Just an old school barber. Uh, I know it's an audio show, but I'm holding up the can here. It's got the nice barber pole striping on the letters, got the barber chair. It's just everything about this beer I like. You know, I would, if this were out year round, I would probably. Have it year round. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the just a note on the can art. I wish I could remember the artist's name, but I know it's a, uh, I know it's a black comic book artist that uh, Day Bracy is a big fan of. I, I wish I could remember him at the time, but I'm sure it's listed somewhere on the can because they put uh, it, it, one of the things about you know the artists in the can art. I know they put them all over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see it on the can. I know it's on their website. Uh, yeah, no, it's not on the can. It just says that, you know, it's an official collaboration for Barrel and Flow Festival, but it does not list the artist name. But, yeah, it's just, yeah, the can art is spectacular. The beer is great. If you like West Coast IPAs, you'll love this one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, for, Steve, yeah. how about your uh, Fatty Boy Treats? Yeah. Doing the, uh, the Candied Sour V17 from Abjuration. They're blue raspberry slushy sour. Uh, yeah, it, it's really good. You know, it, uh, it, the the slushy series from them is always fantastic. And we talked about it a lot last week, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. But, you know, again, it's not that heavy glue glop that you get from 450 or imprint. It's just a very flavorful candy fucking time you know it's not (laughs) if you're into that kind of thing you'll be into this if you're not into that steer clear that's what he to say (laughs) is it like really tart or is it more on the sweet side so uh this one uh this one is a little more tart simply because i think like the blue raspberry flavor is somewhat tart Mm -hmm. uh 
it kind of, these kind of bend depending on what flavors are in. We had one last week that was like banana coconut, and that one wasn't tart at all. I think the most popular version of this is the cherry slushy because it tastes okay. exactly like a Hills cherry slushy for people who know that reference. <laughs> but it, it's uh, that one's incredibly sweet. So it it just kind of depends on kind of what flavor they're shooting for. Okay. Yeah. But it, overall, it's not it, it's not a puckering sour ever. No. And very rarely do you get that weird jaw tingle when you drink one of those beers. Yeah. You might get the teeth hurts, but you don't get the jaw tingle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for me, uh, once again, the uh, the collab uh, with Dissolver and Southern Grist, the the Night of Secrets, their copper lager, dry hopped copper lager, still a good beer. Um, I enjoy this one, and I think this one is a good beer to kind of, if you're trying to push somebody over to the hop side of things, I think this is a good beer to kind of push them in that direction. Uh, instead of just handing somebody a six-point resin out of the blue and, you know, scaring them off. Uh, I think this is a good one to kind of nudge them in that direction, but still still stay on the multi side, still, you know, stay in the shire. <laughs> all in all, it's it's a good beer. I like it. I still like Dissolver, Steve. I'm sorry. I still like them. Yeah, sure. You can keep liking them. They, they're, <laughs> I will say they're... I, I can't even say that they're one for four or one for three with me. I'll say they're half, you know. Hey, you know what? You're batting 500. They put you in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, they're not batting 500. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have half because they. this is a collab with Southern Gris. So so that would be 250. All right, I'm still getting the starting lineup with that. <laughs> but yeah. I'm trying, Dissolver. I'm trying. Yeah, you keep trying. <laughs> uh, and Greg can keep trying. You can keep trying, but like, you know. But all in all, yeah, good beer. I like it. Uh, well balanced. It does have that good maltiness to it, as long as yeah, as well as some of the you know the hoppiness from the dry hop. Yeah, good beer. If you can find it, get it. Okay, cool. And the just the jump back. The the artist is John Jennings. That's the can artist okay. for the Revolution uh, 18th Street collab, and he's yeah did uh did work with Marvel and things like that. So he's he's a well known uh, comic book artist. Awesome. So, uh, Dave, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Uh, this is the time where you get to promote yourself. Uh, where can we find your show? Where can we find your merch? Uh, what are your socials? All that good stuff. Well, yeah, I just want to say, Adam, Steve, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You can find me anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just do a search for Beer in Front. I'm on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Most of the stuff I do is on Twitter with my socials, uh, at Beer in Front. I have a website, beerinfront.com. Very minimal. I'm not doing a lot with that. I need to start working more on the website, which I just haven't done. I've had health issues. This whole year has been a mess. So I'll get back into working on the website, things like that. If you go on Twitter, you could find just the link tree of where if you want to get merch, things like that. I have some T-shirts. Or if you guys want to grab some yoga pants, I'm sure your ass will <laughs> pop in some beer in front yoga pants. But, yeah, all the merch is on there as well. But, yeah, basically, you know, just wherever you listen to podcasts, if you want to give a search when you're done listening to this great show, check out Beer in Front. Right on. 
Thank you. Awesome. And if you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA. That'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA in your favorite podcatcher like Spotify, Stitcher Pod, Bean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anything that starts in pod or ends in cast. We're on all of those. And if you're on any of those platforms, leave a five-star review because... We are a city of big shoulder city. Show, yeah. but they only let us use Steel Town. <laughs> Not no. your best. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It's okay. Uh, they can't all be winners. That's all right. Hey, two two fifty nine. You take one miss. That's all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a bigger crime than us not having a whole bag of fucking pierogies for all of us to share on the show. That was crazy. Right? Oh, yeah. Fuck. We could we could have all been eating pierogies and halushki throughout the entire show, making awful wet slapping noises into our microphones. Oh, yes. Oh. Well, you're the one. You're the one that's going to do all the editing, Steve. So yeah, right. Yeah, be pop. You're grabbing all those sounds out of there. Yeah. Look, host Steve and producer Steve are two different people, and they always conflict with <laughs> yeah. each other. So. <laughs> yeah. But thanks uh. again for coming on the show, Dave. It, it was a lot of yes. fun. And thanks for giving us more insight and reaffirming that we should all go to Dovetail. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I'll definitely have to have you guys on the show. You know, once we're done recording here, we'll set something up. You can come on mine and, you know, we'll tell all the Chicago people the places to go in Pittsburgh. For sure. Absolutely. Sounds good. Yeah. We'll be there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's it for us. And we'll have something new for you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.